The A's just tied the Cincinnati Reds 14 to 14 in nine innings of spring training baseball. Lots of takeaways from this one, including Lawrence Butler being a machine, Christian Pache putting together a nice day, and then later on today's episode, we're going to put together the A's bullpen with Kirby Snead potentially needing to miss the start of the season. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 537 of the Lockdown A's podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, we are talking about this slobber knocker of a game, 14-14 in nine innings, and uh, it went just over three hours. Thanks, Pitch Clock. Um, also, uh, lots of big takeaways from this one. Adrian Martinez might have looked good. Uh, there was no visuals on this game, but he might have looked good. We're going to go over what he did today. Lawrence Butler, Christian Pache, all that stuff. We're going to talk about all of that here in just a second. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you have not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so now. Just do it, please. Uh, also, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Uh, make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get today to get started. Uh, and, you know, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I have it by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Or uh, if you want to type it into the URL, si.com slash MLB slash athletics but let's get into uh the 14 14 tie real quick because why not it just it just happened it just finished up and uh we're going to talk about some spring training baseball that we only got to hear we didn't get to see because not, not a lot of not a lot, not a lot of games are actually uh available to us visually because uh baseball's weird like that they need to fix that but uh 14 14 tie the a's gave up a 10 run bottom of the eighth inning they were uh, ahead uh, 10 to 4, entering the bottom of the eighth inning, left that thing down 14 10, came back and tied it in the ninth. Uh, great, great, exciting game to read the scroll to as I took my son to the park. But uh, some fans were a little bit, you know, upset that the A's walked 10 guys. Ah, um, and it's one, spring training, and two, Eight of the ten walks that were issued were not issued by guys that are going to be on this roster in 2023. They were guys that had like spent most of the year in Lansing or uh, you know Luis Medina, who is he he, he walks guys. That's just, it's a thing that he does. He uh, he made his spring debut. He went one inning, gave up one run. Uh, I think it was a walk and then a double. So. It happens. And he also struck out one. So Luis Medina, we'll see what happens with him. But he's going to be a work in progress all season long. And we want to see that walk rate go down. That is going to be the big key, hopefully, for Luis Medina finding that next level. Because uh, he could be a special, special arm for the A's if he unlocks that. Right now, he's got uh, one walk in one inning. So that's not a great uh, rate, but it's 
Again, one inning, very small sample size. Uh, Adrian Martinez was the only other guy that, uh, oh, uh, Chad Smith uh, walked one. He made an appearance, scoreless inning. Uh, and then uh, Adrian Martinez, he worked two innings, he walked one. And so those those are the two guys, Chad Smith and Adrian Martinez, were the only two guys that are going to be on this roster in 2023. They even kind of have a shot at being on the roster in 2023 that uh, actually walked guys. So eight of the ten, didn't matter. It was guys getting work and getting a chance to show off in front of the gays coaches. That's that's what it was. And uh, it, oh well, it's fine. They're gonna be they're gonna be fine. They get to go play in Midland or Lansing or uh, Vegas this coming season. They have things to work on. That's why they're in there right now. Um, that's all. I just wanted to say, oh well, some walks. Ah. If they lose the game, oh no, it's spring training. It's fine. We're having fun. But the big takeaways from this game, I'm starting off with the starter in this one, Adrian Martinez. Uh, he went two innings, gave up one hit, walked one, struck out one. Uh, you know, nondescript line, really. And without the visuals and without any stat cast data at all, uh, I'm going by what was written or what was typed out in the game log. And uh, it, it seemed like... He had a good outing, honestly. Uh, in the first inning, he gave up a single, and then uh, I believe that guy stole a base. No, it uh, doesn't matter. Uh, single, pop-up, wild pitch, pop-up, ground out. So, not not bad contact, I don't think. I don't know how hard that single was, but pop-up, pop-up, and ground out, not bad. Wild pitch, a little concerned about, but not like overly concerned, just a little bit concerned. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and then second inning, ground out, ground out, strike out, love it. Um, and I think that that's not bad at all. That, th those, that's how we accumulated those outs. Gr yet three ground outs, a strikeout, uh, and two pop-ups. That's, that's not good contact. Unless they were like really drilling it into the ground. But even so, uh, they have a good infield defense and it's still into the ground. That's that's a good launch angle if you're giving up those kinds of... He was either uh, getting him up, getting him down. He was not getting squared up in this game. That's a positive sign for Adrian Martinez moving forward. I cannot wait to watch him pitch in the World Baseball Classic for Team Mexico. And uh, I think that this is his last appearance for the A's until he goes and pitches for Team Mexico. So watch their games. I think they're, they're in the same bracket as Team USA. So if you're watching Team USA, uh, cheer for Adrian Martinez and Team Mexico too, because the A's have nobody on Team USA. They got a lot of other guys on other teams though. So uh, lots of other baseball to be watching and it's all going to be so much fun. But other takeaways, Lawrence Butler. I mean, anytime he gets into the game, I, I sent out a tweet, Lawrence Butler in the game and the A's scored a run. And people were very excited to have a Lawrence Butler update because he is just electric. He's so much fun to watch right now. Uh, obviously, he's a little bit like Buddy Reed, where you're like, hey, we might not see him this year, but oh man, are we having fun? And it's a very small sample size. And I think that he's probably better than Buddy Reed. Uh, but it, it, it's that same kind of thing. Was that 2020, 2021? It, it was one of those seasons. Uh, captured the hearts and minds of A's fans in spring training. And then uh, hopefully we see him later. But Lawrence Butler, I mean, it, it's been a very small sample size. He's five for six this spring. Uh, he's hitting 833 with an 875 on base percentage. He He's just been fantastic. And he, he's only really played in Lansing so far. And a little bit in the Arizona Fall League. But with this, if he keeps this up for the next couple of weeks, 
he could be on a fast track. He could, you know, start off in Midland, be there for a month, you know, a couple of months, and then get the call up to Las Vegas. We might see him in September if he's just having an on-fire breakout season. We'll see. Uh, that is probably the, the ceiling right now that he gets to Oakland by September. That would be the best case scenario. But he could be pushing. If he's having a good season in 2023 and he gets to both those spots, he could be pushing for an opening day spot next year. And uh, I, I think that all of us are going to be hoping that that happens because he is so much fun to watch. If you, if you haven't yet, tune into a Lawrence Butler game. It's a good time. Uh, in this game, he went two for two with uh, three RBI, a walk, a triple, um, and uh, a single. And he stole a base, and he uh, he scored two runs as well. So just an all-around, he did everything. Just everything. And he's getting on base at an 875 clip. Just just ridiculous, you guys. It, very small sample size. It's three games. But, oh, my God, that's amazing. Uh, coming up, uh, last takeaway of this one was Christian Pache. Christian Pache entered the game 0 for 5. No walks, no strikeouts, no nothing. This game, he went 2 for 2 with a walk. He got that walk. Mark Kotze said, go out there and walk some more, Christian. He's like, got it, skip. He's walking at like a 20% clip right now. He's got 1 in 8 at-bats. I don't know what that works out to, but it's more than 10%, so it's like 17. Let's call it 17%. Um, he had a, an RBI triple in this one. He had a single in this one. Maybe the triple was an RBI. It doesn't matter. Um, he had a good game. He went two for two with a walk. He didn't strike out at all. So this spring, so far, small sample size, which is what they're basing his entire tenure on with the A's moving forward, is a small sample size. He's two for seven right now, which is a 286 batting average. He has one walk, zero Ks. He doesn't strike out anymore. And uh, I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens because I, I, I've i gone over this before. I've written about it at Inside the A's. I have put him on my roster. I want him on the A's. I, I said, have him just go face lefties. I don't care. Have him platoon with Seth Brown and he can provide excellent defense and hit decently against lefties. I'm fine with that. I want to see if he can... Put it together with the A's, as opposed to being scooped up by a team that actually, you know, does well in developing bats and uh, having success over there. I don't want to give them away for nothing. And so Christian Pache, uh, hopefully this is the start of things to come. But it looked like he, he got that walk, I believe, in his first plate appearance. And so that seemed to be what opened him up for the rest of the game. And uh, he had a he had a good game. Granted, it was against the Reds. So uh, we'll, we'll see how he does against other teams. But... I'm excited about Christian Pache. Still, Lawrence Butler is just amazing. And Adrian Martinez, uh, he, he worked on, you know, not falling off to the first base side in his delivery. He had a good first start with the A's in spring training. I want to see more from him and uh, see what's going on here because the A's got some, they got some, some arms that I'm excited about this year. Are they all going to be good? Probably not. But they got a lot of them. So a few of them might be really good. And then mate, we'll see where the A's stand at the end of 2023. I'm excited. As you know, I'm excited. People let me know in the comments that it's nice that uh, it, there's somebody who still likes A's baseball and, and is still like uh, optimistic about the game. The team, they've done stuff. Whether or not, you know, everybody's seen it, they've done stuff to make them a better team. They're going to be at least a more watchable product in 2023. They might not win the World Series, but they're going to be a lot better. And I'm going to have a lot of fun watching them. And I think that they're going to be worth a time investment this season. And that's really all you ask for from a baseball team. Obviously, you want them to win the World Series, you know, do really good and, uh, you know, brag to your friends about them. But uh, 
I just want to have fun three hours a day. That's all. Or two and a half hours once this pitch clock starts. The A's have not had a two and a half hour game yet. I don't know what they're doing wrong, but the pitch clock doesn't work for them. Anyways, coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about Kirby Sneed potentially being out for the op for opening day and how the A's could go about filling that roster spot. So stay locked in, you guys. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. Coming your way whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Follow Inside the A's at Inside the A's so you never miss an article. It's just much easier than typing in the full URL, si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, but today we're talking about Kirby Sneed and his, his left shoulder strain. Uh, this is coming from the Chronicle. They said that uh, Kirby Sneed has a left shoulder strain and he has been shut down until he is asymptomatic. Um, that's from Matt Kawahara over at the Chronicle. And for me, I don't know that he's going to be ready to open. They, they have not given us a timeline. Let, let's be clear. They have not given a timeline for his recovery, but if he misses like two weeks in spring training, I think that that's enough to not have him ready to be to, ready to go for opening day. And you put that with his 2022 season, he was one and one with a, with a 584 ERA and a 175 whip. Um, I, I think that between his stats last season and not being able to show the coaches and maybe not even build up his, his arm enough to be ready for opening day, I think that that's enough to maybe have, have them pump the brakes a little bit on having him join the team in Oakland immediately to, for, you know, for opening day and uh, giving, giving somebody else a shot. So, uh, obviously, uh, they don't have a lot of room on the 40-man roster, so there's going to have to be something that goes on there. Maybe it's a quick thing, and uh, they got to, you know, put them on the IL, and then they can move somebody in to the roster. There, there's a lot that goes on here, but uh, we're just going quick move-in, move-out kind of stuff. So, depending on the length of time that he's going to be out, uh, his opening day could be in doubt. That's the premise that we're working on here. And uh, I, I put together these bullpen before, but off the top of my head, I believe it was Trevor May, Danny Jimenez, um, Zach Jackson, Kirby Sneed was in there. He's not anymore. Um, Sam Mole, Domingo Acevedo, Chad Smith, and I'm missing one. Oh, J.P. Sears was the other one. Uh, that That is the A's bullpen, according to who I think should be in there. Um, and so with you know, Mole and J.P. Sears, they, they don't necessarily need another lefty in the bullpen. They've got two already, and one of them is a, a swing guy who can give you a bunch of innings, and one of them it can you know give you a, a full inning of work. And so um, I, I'm not sure what Sneed's role would have been, but it might have been like mop-up, at, at least to start, to get him some innings. Um, so you, you can kind of just throw whoever you want in at that point. Um, so it could be one of the A's plethora of starting pitchers that does not make the A's rotation. And uh, it depends kind of on uh, whether or not James Gaprillian makes or is ready to start the season if he's healthy at the start of the season. Uh, that that puts a lot of... That, that moves some pieces around, I would say. Because if he's not healthy, then Kyle Muller and Ken Waldachuk probably in the starting rotation. If he is healthy, one of those two guys is probably on the outside looking in. And you could put one of those guys in the bullpen just to, you know, keep them in the big leagues and getting them some exposure. Uh, but maybe you want to keep them stretched out too. So that's, that's the other part of that. Uh, the other options here would be Adam Aller, Adrian Martinez, Freddie Tarnock. Uh, th those three guys, plus whoever misses out between Muller and Waldachuk, any of those four guys could end up being another long guy in the A's bullpen. Uh, but I, I think that 
if it was me, I would keep them stretched out, you know, four, all four of those guys, or three, depending on how many there are. Um, I, I'd keep them down in uh, AAA for now, keep them stretched out just in case there's another injury in the starting rotation so that you have them ready to go and they can give you innings when you need them to. So with that in mind, here we go. We got five guys uh, that are traditional relievers. So we're going to talk about five traditional relievers, and they're all non-roster invitees. So something's going to happen, going to have to happen to get them onto the 40-man roster to make them eligible to be on the opening day roster. But we'll go over that another day. Uh, again, with Sam Mole and J.P. Sears on my projected roster, I think today could be a, a righty or a lefty. So in this segment, we're going over the righties. First up, we've got Drew Steckenreiter. Yeah, you know, under the radar guy. He's thrown a couple of innings so far this spring. He's looked good. He's thrown two innings with two strikeouts, zero earned runs. Nondescript. It's fine. He did a good job. He's been he's been good. Uh, he led the Mariners in saves in 2021 with 14, and he had a 2 ERA and a 102 whip in 67 and two-thirds innings pitched. It's a good stat line. That's a very good stat line. He did not replicate those numbers in 2022, which is why he's on a minor league deal with the Oakland A's now. Uh, in 2022, he had a 565 ERA in 14 and a third innings pitched. Uh, when he signed with the A's, I believe it was the Chronicle again, he was talking about how uh, he didn't feel like the, the Mariners gave him enough of a chance to kind of work some things out. They wanted him to start throwing, I believe it was a slider, and he didn't feel comfortable with it. I believe that it was Elvis Andrews took his slider deep in one of those games when he was still with the A's, and uh, he, he just didn't feel comfortable with it, and the, the Mariners were trying to have him do stuff that he didn't necessarily want to do himself, and so he wasn't having success, and then they sent him down, and then it kind of all fell apart. But now, uh, in talking with A's coaches, he feels like he is on the same page. They have a, the same ideas for his plan moving forward in 2023. He feels more comfortable. So Drew Steckenrider makes a lot of sense. If he's feeling good and feeling comfortable, and he's putting up a two ERA in the big leagues, obviously, you want that guy in your bullpen. He could be good. Uh, moving on, we got Austin Pruitt. He was with the A's last season. I believe they DFA'd him at some point to make room on the roster, and then he signed a minor league deal with the team again later. Um, I, I think that's how it happened, but he, he, he was not with the team for a second, and now he's back on a minor league deal. That's all you really need to know. He had a 4.23 ERA, which is roughly league average last season, and uh, a 103 whip in 55 and a third innings pitch. He pitches to contact, and uh, he throws strikes. That's that's his calling guard. He's going to be a, a decent pitcher, not a great. He doesn't have like the the upside, I don't think, uh, as Drew Steckenrider or the next guy that's coming up. But he pitches to contact. He can get you quick innings. He can get you through some some games, and so. Austin Pruitt, very nice arm to have in the bullpen. I think he's a, an excellent depth option. I don't know that he's the guy that you want immediately. I think that you want him like, yeah, if there's an injury, like, ah, Austin Pruitt, that, that's a great guy to have right there. Um, this spring, he's gone uh, two innings, given up three hits, two runs, zero walks, two strikeouts. He's fine. He, he's doing fine. He's getting work in. But uh, I think that the the main thing, the, my, main, my main memory of Austin Pruitt last year was uh, his spot start against the White Sox. He went five perfect innings against a red-hot Chicago White Sox, and that was a game that uh, A.J. Puck came on to save in the ninth, and he blew it. The A's were leading 3 to nothing, and they lost after uh, Austin Pruitt, of reliever, threw five perfect innings, and uh, that was that was weird. So, Austin Pruitt, uh, I think he's, he's a good pitcher. I'm happy that he's back in the organization. I, we'll see him at some point. I don't know that it's going to be on opening day. And then we got 29-year-old Rico Garcia. He was an early off-season off signing, minor league signing. And uh, I, I think that 
when the A's sign somebody early in the offseason that they're like they're they're targeting guys. They they see guys that are coming up and they're like, we want that guy and that guy and that guy. We think that we can do this, this, and this. And that that speaks to me, I think. And he's got some stuff. He's got some things that he might need to work on. But the A's seemingly, when they make an, a, a signing early on in the offseason, have a plan. And so I don't know what the plan is yet. But I'm intrigued. Uh, he has 24 big league innings over three years with three teams, so not a lot. Uh, he got one third of those innings last year with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he had eight innings pitched, a 4.50 ERA. He gave up eight hits, three walks, two strikeouts. So the strikeout rate has not been good. But he does throw 96 miles per hour. But his strikeouts just have not translated to Major League Baseball just yet. In AAA last year, he had a 10.38 Ks per nine or strikeouts per nine. That's more than one an inning. That is what you want to see. But in the big leagues, it was at 225. That is a lot lower and well below one an inning. So it's one every four innings. Um, in this, this spring so far, he's gone two innings pitched, given up two hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, Four strikeouts, so the strikeout rates there. He's not quite facing major league caliber, uh, you know, hitters yet. But if he can keep those numbers up and get some strikeouts at the big league level, I think that he would be good. But he's going to have to have a shot to do that. So we'll see how his spring goes. But he he's my dark horse. I think Rico Garcia, dark horse candidate to be in the A's bullpen on opening day. I got two lefties coming up for you guys here in just one second. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to comment down below and leave us a thumbs up. That definitely helps YouTube's algorithm find other Ace fans like yourself. And uh, we're just trying to make the podcast grow. We're trying to get to that thousand subs. And we are so, so close. I think we're at 888 right now. So close. So uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Or if you have, uh, comment down below. Give us a thumbs up. And then YouTube will do the rest. So uh, thank you in advance. Uh, but let's talk about the lefties that could be available to the A's as additions to their bullpen if Kirby Snead is not ready for the opening day. Uh, number one, we got Jake Fishman, who I'm intrigued by. I wrote about him uh, over at Inside the A's this offseason, and uh, I compared him a little bit to Sam Bull. They got a similar repertoire. They have the same repertoire. Let's just say they have a fastball and a slider combo. That's what they got. Uh, Fishman does not throw nearly as hard as uh, Sam Mole. His fastball is 88 miles an hour, where Sam Mole's is 93, so a little bit slower. And uh, his slider is that is that's 76 miles an hour. There we go. And uh, Mole's is 82, so there's that. He's also set to join uh, Team Israel coming up for in the uh, WBC. So that's you can watch him over there. Again, the A's do not have anybody on Team USA. Um, he debuted, Jake Fishman debuted with Miami last year. He had a 4.09 ERA and a 118 whip in 11 innings pitched. He also, this is a big thing, I think, he allowed zero walks in those 11 innings, in his 11 debut innings. Nothing gets to him. Ice in his veins. Love it. Love it. He has good command. He's had good command at every stop along the way in professional baseball. I think his highest is like 3.25 uh, walks per nine, which is solid. That, that's good. Um, I think that he, he could be a, a good, he might not be, he's kind of like Austin Pruitt-ish, but from the left side where he's going to throw strikes. He's going to get pitched to contact. He's going to be good. He might not have that same upside. He might not have that same strikeout ability, but he's interesting. I'm intrigued by Jake Fishman. I mean, in on a, in the A's first spring training game. He came on uh, in relief of J.P. Sears, threw one pitch, got out of a uh, two-on, two-out situation, and uh, that was it. That was his day. 
one pitch. He's like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go hit the showers, guys. Good game. Good game. <laughs> Slap hands. Uh, but he also, in total for spring, he has thrown one in the third innings pitch, given up a hit, a walk, and two strikes, or two strikeouts. Not two strikes, two strikeouts. Uh, so he's he's pitched well. I'm intrigued by Jake Fishman. Uh, if the A's need, if they need a lefty, He's probably your front runner. If they need a lefty specifically, if they need a righty, one of the other guys. But if they need a lefty, it's probably him. But there's also Garrett Williams, another 28-year-old lefty. He is the only pitcher of these five that has not made his big league debut yet, and that could be a detriment. But I mean, he's with the A's. He probably will at some point this year. They had so many debuts. Oh man, and last year was fun. Um, last two seasons, he has been in the Cardinals organization, and he split time both seasons between Double A AA and Triple A. In 2021, his ERA was uh, 3.32 in Double A, and then. Uh, 661 in, uh, sorry, sorry. I wrote them weird in my graph. I, I don't know what I did there. So we had a 332 ERA in double A in 2021 and a 661 ERA in triple A in 2021. And then in 2022, he had a 394 ERA and a 685 ERA in triple A. Uh, so he, he was a little bit worse last year. And a lot of this is because his walk rate has not been good, especially at the AAA level. He had a 6.65 walks per nine. That is six walks per nine innings in 2022. That's not going to get it done. It's, I mean, no, probably not even in the bullpen. Uh, he does get double-digit strikeout rates. He's been at least at 10 strikeouts per nine innings. He's got some swing and miss stuff, but uh, it, it's going to be about... Com having better command of the strike zone, I think, for Garrett Williams. And I think that for a guy like him, the A's will probably want to start him off in AAA. But, hey, if he's blowing guys away during spring training, he might earn a shot. So he is definitely on the radar. I don't know that he's, like, at the top of the list, but he's there. He's, he's on the list. And that's where you want to be if you are trying to make your big league debut. It's on the list. Garrett Williams is there. Uh, so you got Stecken Ryder and Pruitt. They are... They have the most experience. I would say Steckenrider is probably the favorite of these five just because of the season that he had in 2021 and uh, that he doesn't like the Mariners, seemingly. So you want a guy that has bad blood with one of the teams in the division. Steckenrider's your guy. Uh, Austin Pruitt, solid guy. You know what you're going to get out of him. So he could be a solid option. Um, my favorite, I mean, the favorite is Steckenrider, but I'm intrigued by both Rico Garcia and Jake Fishman. Those are my dark horses. I... I don't know why I like Rico Garcia so much, but I do, and I want to see him in, in Oakland at some point. I think that he was an A's fan growing up, um, if the post that I was tagged in months ago uh, is true. Maybe he just played for the A's as a child, but, uh, you know, a uh, little league, but he, he still had that picture. He still wanted to be uh, with, with the A's, and now here he is, maybe pitching for the A's. His fourth team, potentially, in four years. Rico Garcia, come on down. Uh I want to see more out of all these guys. I like everybody. I want everybody to do well. They're all Hall of Famers. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, out of those guys, it, it's probably Stecken Ryder is probably going to get the the nod, but Jake Fishman or Rico Garcia, depending on how they do in spring. So uh, it is an open competition. Nobody is guaranteed anything right now. That is an open competition, and we'll, we'll see who does what, but that is all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On as your first lesson. Now for your second lesson, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, as you know, this is Locked On A's. We are also your team every day, and I'm having so much fun now that baseball is back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to have fun with us, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast if you like that, too. Uh, I'm good in your ears. And also, that sounded weird. I I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm also fun on Twitter. So uh, check me out at ByJasonB on Twitter or at LockedOnAs or at InsideTheAs on Twitter. I run all three of those. And, oh, man, that's a lot of social media accounts. So that's it. That's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans. And I will talk with you tomorrow.